Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with you, flying solo this week, bringing you all the latest rock news, rock topics, all the news from around the world. Uh, this week, we got a lot to talk about. Season 2, episode 32 here on Friday, August 14th, 2020. This week, we're going to be talking about Metallica announcing their national drive-in performance on August 29th. The UK had its first socially distanced concert this week. We'll talk about what some of the fans felt like that was like. I'll share some of the details of how they kept it socially distant. The Morrison Hotel virtual performances are happening this weekend with huge musicians and stars involved. I'll let you know about that coming up. There's a new Scorpions box set for Wind of Change that will include an actual piece of the Berlin Wall in the box set. That's kind of cool. Duff McKagan and Lily Cornell open up about mental health on her new Instagram live TV account. We'll talk about what they talked about on that just a bit. Track listing reveal for Bill and Ted's soundtrack. New albums coming soon from Mastodon Garbage and Surge Tankian. Stone Sour apparently is on indefinite hiatus. Plus, on this day in music history trivia, this week's new releases, weekly WTF and more. And speaking of those new albums out this week, the 14th of August, we have new albums out from Biffy Clyro, Burna Boy, Kathleen Edwards, King Buzzo, New Joy, Robbie Krieger, Whitney, and Young Jesus. So there you go. Check it out. All those new albums out today. All right. So we got some tour news, some virtual shows happening. As I was mentioning, this weekend, it's the Morrison Hotel Gallery Virtual Festival. Uh, That's the Rolling Live Studios and the Morrison Hotel Gallery in Los Angeles will be hosting a day-long virtual charity festival in association with Music Cares. Uh, The virtual event will feature performances, which will stream on YouTube Live from, get this, Ringo Starr slash Gavin Rossdale, Linda Perry, Sean Lennon, Cheap Trick, Bad Flower, John Oates, Billy Gibbons, uh, Gilby Clark, Matt Sorum, Lizzie Hale, Charlotte Mole, David Ramirez, Scream, and more. So make sure you guys check this out. This is all going to Music Cares as well as uh, COVID Relief. It's all happening this Saturday, tomorrow, August 15th, 2020, on the YouTube channel on YouTube Live for the Morrison Hotel Gallery. So look that up and check it out. Also, speaking of virtual shows, kind of a combination of live and virtual, as Metallica is is heading to the big screen later this month, August 29th, the group will be the first rock band featured in the Encore Drive-In Night series, with the band performing a full concert set to be shown at hundreds of open-air drive-in theaters across North America. Here in Central California, we're lucky enough to get two of them, one in Madera, one in Los Banos. Tickets for the Encore Drive-In Nights uh, are on sale today. They're on sale right now. They went on sale at noon today. Uh, general admission tickets will run $115 per vehicle, but that's up for six. That's up to six people in the vehicle. So that's a pretty good deal. It's less than $20 a per- uh, person, and each ticket purchase will include four digital downloads of Metallica's S&M 2, the long-awaited album uh, that was recorded last September. 
uh, shot specifically for this one night only event. The band's first show of 2020 will go down as one of the most unique and memorable metallic experiences of all time. It will also include a special guest performance by Three Days Grace and was shot on location at Metallica's Northern California headquarters. So it's not going to be a rehash show. So that's pretty cool. Happened in August 29th. Check it out. Pearl Jam uh, getting into the pay-per-view game as they are going to be uh, giving fans the chance to download the band's August 8th, 2018 concert. It was a big show for them. They were at Seattle's Safeco Field, and it was a, a huge 33-song career-spanning set. Had covers from Pink Floyd, The Beatles, uh, and a bunch of other great tracks. Pretty cool. Uh, I remember seeing that tour, uh, Pearl Jam, in 2018, and I think we got about the same amount of songs. Uh, epic stuff. Make sure you guys check that out. September 4th, it's actually going to be available on Labor Day weekend uh, for that Pearl Jam pay-per-view. All right, so we had our first socially distant concert outdoors uh, in the UK this week. It was an artist, Sam Fender. Uh, he opened the first UK socially distant outdoor show this evening, and fans have taken to social media to give their verdict. Apparently, it was at the Virgin Money Unity Arena in Newcastle on August 11th. 2,500 attendees. They watched from 500 different platforms that were spaced out two meters apart from one another. If you look at the photos online, uh, it's like basically a little, <laughs> a little cage. A little. Some have risers uh, and some don't. Some have. It's basically just only four people in a little box, and they're kind of using those. Um, the barriers that they use, you know, in the front of the stage type thing to separate everybody. So you can sit there with your four friends, pretty close quarters, but you're kind of distant from everybody else. Uh, throughout the event, those in attendance have posted images. Uh, they were saying this is going to be the new normal. It felt very civilized, seems to work, at, at least for the foreseeable future. But others weren't so happy about it. They said, quote, love Sam Fender, but if this is what the future is, count me out. This is not what gigs are for me. It's the atmosphere of being surrounded by others, captivated by what's going on on the stage, loving life, end quote. So I don't know. It's kind of tough, man. I mean, if this is all we got, then I'll take it. But at the same time, definitely not the way rock concerts used to be. Hopefully it's only a temporary thing, right? All right, some rock news this week. Looks like System of a Down frontman Serge Tankian is going to be releasing a new solo album this fall. It's actually an EP and it's called Elasticity. It's coming out sometime this fall. No release date on this press issue, uh, press release here. Uh, he said, quote, Originally, I had these songs in mind for a system record, if we were ever to end up doing a system record. But as we could not really see eye to eye on how to go forward that, I decided to finish them off my myself and release them as an EP, end quote. So you know that they're going to be good songs. They were meant for System of a Down, but unfortunately, he had to uh, release them on his own. So that's kind of a bummer, man. I gotta be honest. Uh, that's one of those things where it's like, seriously, you know, guys couldn't get it together enough to, to get that going. So that kind of sucks. But hey, it is what it is. New Surge uh, Tankian album coming out later this year. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Do you have low energy? Fatigue? A case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence? Longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball Jack's the key! Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true Ball Jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack! 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba helping to stimulate the brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking Ball Jack. 
<laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball Jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Busta Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some Ball Jack right in the Ball Jack. Available at participating local motels. Copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? <laughs> James. James, go, James is jacked out of his mind right now, too. He can't even put it oh, into words James. either. <laughs> Ball Jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. Uh, all right, Ozzy. Apparently, his biopic is in the very early stages of development right now. His son, Jack, has confirmed that the biopic about his father's early solo career and his marriage to Sharon is very in the, quote, very, very early stages. We have a writer. We said to go from 1979 to 1996. I can't say too much, but the film is in active development. So there you go. At least we know the details that this is the era of his life that they're going to be focusing on from 1979 to 1996. I know that 1996 was when Black Sabbath got back together after his solo career for a brief time. So it seems like that's what they're going to be focusing on. So there you go. Uh, interesting. Uh, all right. So Mastodon, their new album apparently will focus on the loss of their manager, Nick John. Their new album, uh, which will be coming out... Does it have a release date here? No, it doesn't Doesn't say if it's going to be actually coming out this year or not. Uh, so I have a quote here from vocalist Bran Daler from Mastodon talking about this new album. He says, quote, As far as the subject matter is concerned, it's going to be about Nick John. After everything's said and done, of course, it's going to be a fantastical representation to mask the true emotion of the situation, but it's probably going to be Nick John-centric because that guy... That was our guy, and we lost him, and he deserves nothing less than an album's worth of material that's centered around his passing. There you go. Uh, he also touched on the coronavirus thing. He said, quote, Plus all this, sh this shit that's happening right now, it's the craziest time that we've ever experienced as human beings. So how are you not going to reflect that in what you're creating artistically? It would be impossible to sidestep it. It's going to be about going insane in your fucking house. End quote. That's Mastodon on their new album. Sounds cool. All right. Uh, all right. Scorpion's box set. This is interesting. I had to mention this to you guys. It was a big deal. Um, and I, I think if this is true, then it's kind of a, a pretty cool collector's deal. So in celebration of the 1990 song Wind of Change, the Scorpions are releasing a, del a deluxe box set, 40th anniversary edition here. Um, a deluxe box set based on, or excuse me, 30th anniversary edition. Uh, based on the song The Wind of Change, the beloved power ballad which appeared on the band's Crazy World album has now been called the soundtrack to the fall of the Berlin Wall. The new Wind of Change box set features five versions of the song, including Klaus Mein's original demo, which is pretty cool. They're going to be releasing it on CD and LP. The collection also includes an 84-page hardcover book with rare and previously unseen photographs, and even an authentic piece of the Berlin Wall. They throw that in at the end, but to me, that's like the kicker. That's really cool. I wonder how small of a piece it is and what it looks like. That would be pretty neat. 
Uh, but Klaus Mein uh, said in a statement, quote, in times of COVID-19 and all the wild conspiracy theories in these extremely trying times, wind of change is like a hug, a good friend from a time when hope for a peaceful world seemed to be fulfilled. The dream of peace lives on on this song. So there you go. That's coming out October 3rd uh, from the Scorpions. Check it out. Uh, Tool drummer Danny Carey told Skinny Puppies uh, lead singer guy uh, Kevin Key that the band is hope hopeful to put out an EP during this pandemic and confirmed that the band is still without a label. He said, quote, We've never really done that since our first release, done an EP, so I kind of thought it would be nice to do something like that. We don't have a record deal anymore. We're free agents, so we can kind of release whatever we want to release now, which is a good feeling, end quote. Danny Carey from Tool talking about that new EP that may be coming out from Tool sometime soon. Can't wait. Garbage talking about their new album, uh, which is coming out next year. Shirley Manson told Rolling Stone magazine this week, quote, We have a new record being mixed as we speak, and it's going to come out next year. We've got three more songs to go, and then we're done, end quote. Shirley Manson on that new uh, Garbage album coming out next year. Very cool. Uh, new Metallica work boots to raise money for trade school funding, reads this headline. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And I'm checking out these boots. They're actually really nice-looking boots. So they got two different styles of boot, and they're available for pre-order now. They've teamed up with Wolverine Boots, and all proceeds will benefit the All Within My Hands Foundation to further support skilled trades. They have scholarships set up for people that want to do skilled trades. I think that's really cool. I personally went to vocational school, and I think skilled trades are um, a really underrated, uh, great way to get into the workforce. And I think Metallica focusing on that and helping kids out is really cool. All right, Corey Taylor says Stone Sour is on indefinite hiatus. He says, quote, I feel like Stone Sour has kind of run its course for now. We talked as a band and decided to kind of put Stone Sour on an indefinite hiatus. That's the way it is. We put it on the shelf for now. Everyone's kind of going and doing their own thing, end quote. Yeah, and I think when Jim Root uh, kind of drew the line in the sand and said he's not going to do that Stone Sour stuff anymore, I think that was the end for them. Jim Root was, you know, he's in Slipknot with Corey Taylor, obviously, and he wrote a lot of the cool, cool tracks that Stone Sour did, especially on that first album. And ever since then, it's just kind of been downhill, and I don't think he's feeling it anymore. All right, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally happened this week, uh, and lots of bands played. One of the funniest headlines, though, was Smash Mouth apparently attracted a huge crowd at this biker rally. Smash Mouth was playing, and then uh, Trapped played, I guess, and, and it was a not a very big crowd at all. Trapped played to dozens of fans. Uh, this is what Consequence of Sound had reported. They took a photo of Trapped like at the beginning of their set, and no one was there. And then so, of course, the lead singer of Trapped got all upset about it. He's like, this is bullshit. This is fake news. And then he, t you know, put up his own photo of the uh, <laughs> of the crowd. And then Consequence of uh, Sound trolled back by saying the same thing that Donald Trump said. It was the biggest uh, crowd gathering ever at a concert, period. Kind of like what Trump said about his gathering at his inauguration. It was funny. It was all in good fun. And But the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally shit, man, you guys are fucking stupid if you're there in Sturgis right now, you know? I don't care if you listen to my podcast and, you know, you're in Sturgis, you're an idiot. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low, I can't focus at the office, I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. 
My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, <laughs> thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science-y for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really I reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. Trapped, uh, you're a bunch of idiots too. Um, you know, so there you go. That's my opinion. Kurt Cobain, home insurance policy is up for sale. Have you guys heard about this? They're basically signing, uh, you know, giving away anything that Kurt signed and, uh, well, not giving it away because they're trying to sell it for hundreds of thousand dollars. Here's the deal. It's the only thing that he signed with his full name, Kurt D. Cobain, as opposed to the usual Kurt he would sign for fans. That was the way he used to sign autographs. So this one, I guess, is pretty rare because he signed his full name. And the sad part is, is the company letter is dated 74 days before Kurt Cobain killed himself in that house on April 8th in 1994. Kind of a twisted thing that you would buy. I don't know. I don't I don't know why people want to buy that kind of stuff, man. You know, just let it be. Anyway, <laughs> Rage Against the Machines Tom Morello is apparently going to be releasing a photo memoir. That's right. It's called Tom Morello Whatever It Takes. According to the press release, it says, quote, over the past couple years, I've been hard at work putting together an incredibly comprehensive photo memoir of my life as a musician and activist titled Whatever It Takes, and I'm proud to announce it will be coming out this October. You can pre-order it now at TomMorelloBook.com, so check that out. Sports fans, if you've been watching any of the stuff as far as hockey and baseball, uh, you might have seen Vinnie Paul in the Rangers stands. Uh, The Texas Rangers baseball season is underway, and there's a good chance you may have seen a cardboard cutout of Pantera and Hell Yeah drummer Vinnie Paul sitting in the audience. Many Major League Baseball teams have been using cardboard cutouts to simulate a crowd during the pandemic to hilarious results. It looks absolutely ridiculous out there. Uh, Apparently, though, um, Vinnie Paul and Dimebag Daryl were longtime Dallas sports fans, making his a fitting tribute to the late drummer. Also, a Getty Lee cutout from Rush was spotted in the recent Toronto Blue Jays game, which is hilarious. He is a huge Blue Jays fan. Okay, so this week was a very cool kind of collaboration, um, but not musical. It was a kind of a meeting of the minds with Duff, K- Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses and Lily Cornell, the daughter of Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. She has a new mental health series on her Instagram, 
and uh, she had Duff McKagan kind of open up and talk about some of his struggles uh, as well as hers. So it's called Mind Wide Open. This is Lily Cornell uh, and her new Instagram series. They discuss mental health issues. And Duff McKagan, bassist from Guns N' Roses, opened up about some of the stuff he went through. He said, quote, I've had my own battles with depression, and you can't breathe, you can't move. If it's depression, all bets are off. Uh, he says, um, McKagan recalled having uh, his first panic attack at the age of 16. He says, quote, suddenly I couldn't breathe, and I was sweating in the shower, and I remember just pushing the shower do- door open and crawling out on the floor and yelling for my mom. He was taken to an emergency room, and it was eventually determined that he had a panic attack. Lilia then mentioned her, her late father's battles with addiction and asked Duff to speak about his own struggles. He says, quote, What happens is with alcohol, there's so much sugar in alcohol with a guy like myself, and I think with your dad as well, you can't just do a little. In my case, I got up to a full gallon of vodka a day, and then I was doing cocaine too. Cocaine is not good for panic attacks, so I would take pills to bring me down from too much cocaine and alcohol. He also recounted in 1994 that one time, I guess, that his pancreas burst due to his drinking. Uh, He talked about his life now as a sober musician and how his bandmate Slash is a safe person for him. Uh, So that's cool. And I thought it was really cool of Duff McKagan to kind of open up and talk about that. And, And props to Lily Cornell for starting that mental health series on her Instagram. Very cool. All right, let's uh, end this rock news this week with a a very cool and fun story. Apparently, The Sopranos' James Gandolfini was obsessed with Green Day's Dookie album when it came out in 1994. That's right. Tony Soprano loved Journey. We all know that. But James Gandolfini was more of a Green Day guy. That's according to his co-star Michael Imperioli, a.k.a. Christopher Moltisanti. The late Soprano star was obsessed with the Bay Area Rockers' 1994 breakthrough album Dookie. Um, he responded to a fan online who asked what music Gandolfini enjoyed. He said Green Day. He said he would play the vinyl of Dookie in his trailer at work. Totally serious. He later doubled down. He says, quote, no joke. He loved Green Day. It gets better. Over the weekend, uh, he also reached out to Stereo Gum and offered some more choice anecdotes. He said, quote, Gandolfini would also sing Basket Case and make up his own lyrics about HBO and the writers and producers of The Sopranos. Usually when he was feeling overworked and overexposed and his lyrics would reflect that, some of the more musical crew members would add a verse or two. Great fun. If that weren't enough, Imperioli also confirmed that Gandolfini named his dog Dookie and used it in his email address. That's hilarious. I just think that's so so cool. All right. Birthdays this week, August 14th, 2020. Mark Knopfler, of course, the guitarist leader of Dire Straits, turning 71. Joe Rogan turning 53, Hulk Hogan turning 67. And a very significant on this day, it was actually August 12th earlier this week. In the music recording world, we wouldn't be able to enjoy any of the music we have without Thomas Edison. Because on this day in 1877, inventor Thomas Edison makes his first sound recording by etching a foil-wrapped cylinder with a thin metal needle. He records Mary Had a Little Lamb on his Edison phone and changed the music world forever. Crazy, huh? All right, so how about on this week in music history trivia? On this week in 1999, this band receives its star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who was it? Was it A, The Police, B, Metallica, or C, Kiss? On this day in 1999, getting their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it was... Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Frehley, and Peter Chris of KISS received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on this day in 1999. 
All right, another one. On this day in 1994, Woodstock 94 uh, Festival opens up in Socrates, New York. It's the first performance of a three-day festival. And uh, on this day, on Friday, the performers were Jackal, Delamitri, Live, James, King's X, Sheryl Crow, Collective Soul, Candlebox, and this headliner. Who was headlining Friday night on Woodstock 94? Was it A, Limp Biscuit, B, Violent Femmes, or C, Blink-182? What do you think? It was the Violent Femmes. And some notes from this day, I looked it up on Wikipedia. This is hilarious, so check this out. Jackal took the stage early on Friday for Woodstock 94. Lead singer Jesse James Dupree took the stage with a bottle of whiskey and poured alcohol onto the crowd. He then started smoking marijuana, and a close-up, he shotgunned the joint into the camera with copious amounts of smoke filling the screens and the stage. At this point, the crowd roared in uh, approval, and of course, within a few minutes, the entire crowd was drinking and partying hard. The lead singer then lit a stool on fire in the center of the stage and started using a chainsaw to cut it up. He also pulled out a rifle and started shooting it in the air, but cut his hand or his finger in the process, which started bleeding heavily. As he wiped his forehead, a streak of blood was left across his head. At this point, security dragged him off the stage. Jackal ended up turning in one of the most acclaimed performances at the festival. That sounds amazing. And uh, a little side note, Aphex Twin, uh, their performance was cut short, with, uh, cut short when promoters disconnected him mid-show for signing a fake name on a contract which would forfeit Polygram's right to his performance. They just unplugged him straight up in the middle of his set. Crazy, huh? And now a message from one of our sponsors. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea, yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's Krillicious. Yar. All right. Uh, some movie entertainment news this week. Fargo gets a premiere date five months after it was due to premiere on TV. Fargo's fourth season, which is led by Chris Rock this time around, will arrive on FX in September. So there you go. Uh, Going to be coming out September 27th. Video game market has seen record sales. Of course, this is, uh, I guess, a no-brainer. But get this. A 30% increase from last year. $10.2 billion worth of sales for video games since this pandemic. Crazy, huh? News from around the world. I thought this was pretty awesome. The last remaining blockbuster is now a rentable Airbnb property. Ever dreamed of living in a 90s movie nostalgia? Well, you can do it in Oregon because in Bend, Oregon, they have the last blockbuster video 
and they have this little room set up on the side. Like the the store is still the store, right? Like it has all the movies and all the stuff, video games. Then they have this little uh, couch with a pull-out bed and a TV screen, and it's basically like a little room, and you can sit there and have movie night. You can have snacks. You can even choose from the store's entire rental collection. Uh, and it's only $4, but it's for locals only as a way of saying thank you. So you can't rent the property if you're not a local. So there you go. I thought that was pretty cool, though, uh, for everybody up in Bend, Oregon. Check it out. Uh, all right. Netherlands' largest cocaine lab discovered in school. <laughs> News from around the world. Uh, apparently, it's a huge... It's the largest cocaine lab ever found in the Netherlands, saying it could produce up to 440, pound, uh, 440 pounds of cocaine a day. Isn't that crazy? It was housed in a former riding school, which I guess is like riding horses. I don't know. All right, we all know that we're wearing masks these days, uh, but an 18-karat white gold face mask? Yeah, a little overboard, but an Israeli jewelry company is working on the world's most expensive coronavirus mask. It's a gold diamond-encrusted item with a top-rated N99 filters being made at the request of a buyer, a Chinese businessman. There were two other demands that is done by the end of 2020 and that it's the priciest in the world. Wow. $1.5 million face mask. Crazy, right? Uh, neck fleece scarves may increase COVID-19 transmission. So when you wear in those neck fleece things, the neck gaiters, um, they say they actually spread more of the virus than no mask at all, explaining, quote, We noticed that speaking through some masks, particularly the neck fleece ones, determined to disperse the largest droplets into a multitude of smaller droplets, which explains the apparent increase in droplet count relative to no mask in that case. So there you go. It breaks up the larger ones into smaller ones, which actually makes it more, um, um, you know, worse. So there you go. Don't wear those neck gaiters. Wear an actual mask. Uh, COVID-19 tie-dye boom. I can attest to this. We did, we got some plain white fabric masks and we got some black tie-dye and made a project out of it. And apparently they've been selling out of tie-dye all across the nation. People are bored and they're tie-dyeing their masks and stuff at home. So it's a real thing. Uh, Amazon at the mall. Yeah, that's going to happen. Apparently uh, they've already bought stores like, okay, so our local store Kohl's, you can go down to Kohl's and drop off an Amazon return item. Like I had a, um, a Roomba thing that we, it started not charging the battery. And luckily I, it started doing that right before the, um, the return policy was up. So I took it down to Kohl's in the original box and they sent it back to Amazon and I got a full refund within 24 hours. So I know that Amazon now is taking over some of these brick and mortar stores like Kohl's and they're going to be turning them into their little hubs uh, for distribution. So kind of crazy. Weekly WTF. Did you hear Simon Cowell broke his back on this bike? But it turns out that this bike was actually banned in the UK because of its speed. The bike cost $20,000 and has billed itself as the world's most powerful bike. And no wonder <laughs> Simon Cowell fell off that thing and broke his back. Idiot. Come on. Uh, all right. So Halloween costumes are already out and Halloween candy. I seen all that shit at the stores this weekend. Couldn't believe it. I'm like, already? I guess so. But I was thinking to myself, who's going to be doing Halloween this year? Who's going to be coming to houses and getting, uh, you know, strangers candy and doing all that stuff? No Halloween parties. That ain't going to be happening. I don't get it. I don't see how Halloween's going to happen this year. But we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. All right. That's it for us this week on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast, Facebook, Twitter at Garage Rock Show Podcast. All of our links are up, nine different platforms, thegaragerockshow.com. 
Tell a friend. If you know somebody out there that um, enjoys rock music, wants to hear all the latest hot topics of the week in about 30 minutes or less, direct them on over to thegaragerockshow.com. Thank you, guys, and have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace! By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com